G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. We did our buy lows yesterday. Today it's time to talk about some sell highs. Let's go. G'day and welcome again to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Sports Ethos. My name is Mitch Casey and you can find me on Twitter at Ball Boys NBA and on Instagram at Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball. Um, joined once again by the guru Callum Mack. How are you, mate? I'm doing well. I'm camping out in the very stormy weather that is in Brisbane these days. Yeah, we we, we recently had our uh, Australia Day public holiday and it was uh, not your typical Australia Day. Very rainy, miserable, but uh, we made the most of it uh, on our day off, didn't we, Carl? Well, we did. We had a bit of fun, played some born games. Um, always good to get together with some mates. Always good together and always good to get together and talk some fantasy hoops. A uh, bit of a sell-high podcast today, so talking about players who are probably overperforming uh, what we think that they're going to do for the rest of the season. So if you're in a position to do so, try and trade them now, get some value back before what we think is going to be a drop in production uh, happens. So uh, let's not muck around. Let's get straight into it. Cal, who have you got as your first sell high? Uh, my first guy is the one and only Kyrie Irving. Hey, here's a uh, name. He's back. He is, he is allowed to play um, as well, which is huge. Yep. Um, we know that this man pretty much is your mid-round kind of second round, mid-second round value. Um, really good shooting percentages. He, he's obviously turned it straight on as soon as he's been back. Yeah, well, he hasn't uh, been injured. from the so. field. Hasn't missed a free throw yet. Gets you threes, points. Um, good amount of assists there. Kevin Durant is out as well. Yep. So he should have a pretty good role in this offense. Um, wouldn't be surprised if for the next month or so he could average close to 30 points a game. Um, but that being said, uh, he's still going to be out um, for the home Brooklyn um, games. That could yep. change as well. I um, think um, from from uh, just before you keep going, I think basically there's been confirmation that Kyrie Irving is just not going to get uh, vaccinated. That is something that he's not going to be doing. Uh, there was some talks about them paying some fines and things like that, although I have seen a few things uh, in the Twitter sphere and some news that I don't think the NBA is going to let them do that. Um, that... That could be up for debate. I'm not 100% sure, but that's what I'm hearing on it uh, at the moment. I don't know if you've heard something different to that, Cal. No, I haven't heard something different, and, and I always thought that if that was going to happen, maybe it would be more of a discussion closer to the playoff time when they'd yeah. be a bit more desperate. Um, during this point in the time in the year, they're still the second seed. They're still doing well. They probably don't need a push for something like that. So for that reason, I still think he will remain out uh, indefinitely for the home games. Um, but look, there's a bit of an argument there. Um, maybe someone thinks that they have some insider stuff and he could be playing again, that they would do a bit of a sell high for him. Yep. Um, for someone who in some leagues wasn't even being drafted um, just because of the uncertainty, um, you know, yeah, exactly. Uncertainty of what was yeah. going to happen. Um, we know he's back now. He's putting up stats, Durant's out. There is definitely some ground there for a bit of a sell high to get. If you can like land, say a second rounder, you've obviously <laughs> won here. Yeah, I will say that um, obviously they played uh, at home today. They're going to be playing at home tomorrow or I think uh, 
yesterday by the time this podcast comes out uh, in uh, versus Denver. But then they do go on a bit of a road trip after that. So there is a stretch of games where uh, Kyrie Irving will be playing a fair bit. So you can use that time to obviously hold him whilst he's playing uh, on the road. But once that road trip is uh, ended or when it's coming towards its end, that's when I would be starting to shop him out. Obviously, he's doing exactly what we expect him to do. He's currently the 15th ranked player on per game basis. Um, everything that he's doing right now, I think, is sustainable. If not, there's a bit of room for those points and threes to go up. Um, but I feel as though on a per game basis, he's going to rank really well. Um, you can try and use that as a... Uh, you know, uh, or his name value, his per game numbers, the rumors of them paying fines and things like that, just to to get that risk off your team. Because um, in in my estimation, I don't think that his vaccination status is changing at all. I don't think he's going to be playing home games at least for our fantasy season this year. Um, maybe the last couple of games before the playoffs. I don't know. Maybe just the the, the NBA playoffs themselves, which doesn't impact us fantasy wise. Um, yeah, I think that is my read on it at the moment. Yeah, yep, mine too. So I, I could be worth getting um, him off your hands. He's on one of my teams. I will probably be um, lurking him out there, seeing if any people would be interested. Uh, because people will be, I guarantee it. People love Kyrie Yeah, That's a big name. It is a big name and, and someone that you could definitely probably get a little bit of value from just based on his uh, his name value alone. Let's talk uh, my first sell high. I'm talking Chris Boucher. We've, we've talked a lot about Chris Boucher in the past. Um, he's uh, he's Right now he's on. He's, he's good Chris Boucher right now. And I... Just like always, I'm very skeptical that this continues. Um, a lot of injuries going up and down in Toronto with a couple of their big guys. He's in favor right now. I just am always skeptical that that's going to continue. Um, but basically, in the last uh, couple of weeks, last 14 days, he's the 33rd ranked player, doing exactly kind of what he did last year. You know, 14 points, two threes, a block and a half per game. Uh, very good percentages, um, low turnovers. So all those things that he's done in the past. However, he is averaging twenty, basically thirty minutes a game, um, and I'm just that's that can't that can't keep up. We know that um, Nick Nurse hates this guy, and whenever he's got a full healthy team, he's not going to blame. So I just uh, I would rather try and cash out, see if I can get a top 50, 60 player, um, and then not have to deal with the headache that is Chris Boucher for the rest of the season. Yeah, yeah. Look, we were due for a hot Chris Boucher streak. Yeah. Um, and and here it finally was. It was probably bound to happen. But um, yeah, we know he's very hot and cold. Uh, I'm looking at his stats for the past 30 days, and you know, over 50% field goal, good free throw percentages, 1.3 three pointers a game, 1.2 steals, and 1.4 blocks. Oh, they're good numbers. Uh, uh, yeah, they're awesome. They when you see those things together, that's like the unicorn status. And when that goes along with half a turnover. And um, you can see why his current rank has kind of boosted up to, I've got the 39th here for the last 30 the days. So yeah. he's doing well. Um, he, look, I, I would love to, obviously, if you can sell high, you sell high. I, I would have been dropping this guy earlier in the season. I never, wouldn't even have drafted him. I was never, yeah. ever high on Chris Boucher, but he's, he, he was always, he, he can do this. He, he can do this, yeah. If he gets minutes. We, we know this. We know he can do this. And obviously he's someone who definitely deserves to be on a roster spot and you ride this out while you can. But I would... I would be doing a lot in my power to try and trade him right now if I had him on my roster, um, which I don't. But I think that it's just it's very there's a lot of risk. Obviously, at any any minute's notice, he can he can go back to being a sort of a, a 15 minute per night kind of guy, and uh, then that's just not something you can you can have on your fantasy roster. So I would I would just want to cut bait with him as, as soon as I can um, and try and get some some value back. Let's move on to your next uh, sell high guy, Cal. Who have you got? 
Um, so I've got Anthony Simmons for the um, uh, Trailblazers. Yeah, very hot name. Very hot name. Talk to me about uh, Anthony. Is it Anthony Simons? Um, Simons. Yes, um, I, I, I believe Simmons. it is Simons. No, not Simmons, Simons. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Anthony Simons, obviously, as we all know, he has stepped in pretty well uh, to replace Dame Lillard while he's been out on injury with stats like about 22 points a game, six and a half assists. Um you know, really good free throw percentage as well, shooting 90% on three attempts, four three-pointers a game. So the stats, um, this is all over the past 30 days, um, have been really, really good. Yeah. Ranked 43rd um, rank. I, I think, obviously, the the guard depth with CJ and Dame out was, was pretty shocking. Um, they were starting players like Dennis Smith Jr. and and, and Simmons, uh, Simons, who has been playing well. But CJ's back now. Um, there is talk that Dame might be ramped up soon. So... Um, this will obviously fall off. Um, he is more suited for probably the bench six-man role, and, and when people are healthy, that will be happening. Um, um, you can hold on to him if you think Dame will be out for a bit longer, but I, I think even with um, the emergence of CJ coming back, obviously his usage will definitely drop. Yeah, so this is a very interesting one, and, and one that I don't know if I can uh, I can get around. I don't know. I, I, I'm quite bullish on what Anthony Simons can do for the rest of the season. There is scenarios in my head that I think that maybe the Portland Trailblazers at the trade deadline blow it up. They get rid of a CJ McCollum. Uh, maybe there is talks about uh, Lillard, you know, he, he might be out for the entire season. That We're not really sure at this stage. Even he is back. I don't know how many games he's going to be back for, whether they're going to ramp him up slowly. So it, there is scenario in my head that Anthony Simons just is a top 40 player moving forward uh, or a top 50 player moving forward. So I don't know. I'm not sure if, if you can get the value back for an Anthony Simons that I would be willing to accept. So in my head, you kind of just sit back and enjoy having him on your roster because he, he's looked good. Like I've watched a few games recently and he, he looks legit. He looks like he's someone who obviously can shoot the ball really well. He's going to give you high threes, good free throw percentage. The points are looking really solid. He's even given you some good assists, obviously with, with the lack of uh, ball handlers on that team right now. Uh, he is uh, put into that role a lot more. So uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe a little bit of a disagreement from me there. Uh, what, what are your thoughts in terms of like the trailblazers maybe blowing up this trade period? Um, it, it is possible, um, but the thing is, like, Nurk's been killing it recently. There was a yes. world I can also imagine where they make a bit of a push and they just fight for the, the playoff kind of 8C playing tournament as well. Potentially. So one of two ways. Yeah. Um, we will know by the trade deadline, I think, uh, there should be a bit of a, traje- a trajectory from there. Yeah, so what are they? They're currently in the 10th position right now. They're a couple of games ahead of the New Orleans Pelicans, so they're, they're in the mix uh, yeah, I don't know. It it can go one of two ways. It depends, I guess, how they how their record is over this next, you know, uh, week or two. I, I suppose, and and how they're how they're looking as a team. But I don't know. I feel like the writing's on the wall with this uh, CJ and Damian Lillard pairing. And and I know if I was the general manager, I would be I would be looking to make moves and and maybe try and do something a bit different for this roster. I don't think they're trading Lillard. I don't think they're doing that. But but maybe CJ might be on the cards. And if that's the case, then. Uh, you know, Anthony Simons might be the lone sort of guard that's left on this team with with Lillard out for the majority of the rest of the season. So um, we'll see. We'll see how he goes. If you can get someone who's like a, a guaranteed top forty, then of course you'd do that. But I don't know if you, I don't know if you'd be able to do that with someone who's uh, very fresh to this kind of range of fantasy value, uh, and his name value is probably not there just yet. 
Yeah, well, it sounds like um, you're doing a bit more of a case for a buy low candidate given oh, the, the. I don't think he's a buy low, and and the bit of the question marks with the roster. I don't think he's a buy low because obviously he's killing it right now. I I think I just I'm questioning what kind of value you're going to get back for Anthony Simons and what comparing that to what he's going to do for the rest of the season. Um, I am speaking from someone who has him on his roster, so I do. I, I am bullish, <laughs> so maybe take some of my bias into consideration, but I think that, you know, what he's been doing the last month, he's been putting up basically 22, uh, six and a half assists, four threes. Look, that can all come down marginally, but I can still see him putting up maybe three threes, 20 points a game, maybe five assists, good uh, free throw percentage, and I think that, that I would be surprised if those kind of numbers persist. Um, so yeah, a bit of a contentious one. Let us know what you think about uh, Anthony Simons and what the Trailblazers is doing down in the comments. Uh, let us know your thoughts and, and if you think you can keep this up. Let's move on to the next sell high and um, starting with a couple of paces that I'm going to talk about. I'm talking Karis Levert uh, first. Uh, obviously the paces are missing a lot of players right now. Uh, Brogdon, Sabonis, Turner, all out of the lineup. Uh, maybe some of them aren't coming back at all on this roster. Maybe some of them aren't coming back until the trade deadline or, or for a little while. But obviously, Karis Levert is um, enjoying a bit of a run right now um, as like the lead guy on offense, and his usage is taking a big uh, jump. So I think that that is sort of it has a bit of a time on it. He might even be traded himself come the trade deadline. So there's just a lot of question marks over Karis Levert that I'm not really willing to sort of stick around for. We obviously know that he's he's got some issues with his percentages and things like that, but over the last month, he's the 63rd ranked player. Over the last couple of weeks, he's the 71st. So I think, you know, averaging 22, 6, and 5... I think that you can you can flip him for someone who's a bit safer uh, rest of season value. What what's your thoughts on Levert and the the paces I guess in general? Um, there is some uncertainty there, uh, which is I understand where you're coming from. Um, I, I think I would probably like to hold on to him until the trade deadline just to see how it goes because it might be a positive for him. Um, we, we saw him in Brooklyn um, do really well before the obviously the big three kind of rocked up there. Um, he even dropped something like 40 in a playoff game in, in the bubble. So the man can score. If he's number he one option, score. he can put in work. Yeah. Um, he's always kind of had a little nagging injuries, though, along the way, yes, unfortunately. Um, but over the past 30 days, um, while missing some time, he has averaged something like 23.5 points, six rebounds, five and a half assists. Um, that's awesome. That's really, really good. Uh, he's obviously had gone a bit of a, a hot streak there. Um, that was a good win against the Lakers as well, where he put up 30 points a game. Yep. So um, I, I personally, I would be Karis Levert, Levert um, kind of guy. I, I like him. I would, I guess you could gauge the the ocean, see what's out there. But I think after the trade deadline, there, there is a world where he's um, doing better in fantasy. There is there is that world. I, I just, my, my thoughts on it is that the downside far outweighs the the slight upside. I feel like of the players who are most likely to be traded from the Pacers, I think probably Miles Turner is number one, but I think Karis Levert is number two. I think he's probably more likely to be moved than a Sabonis um, and a Brogdon probably. I think I think those are two of the guys that are, are more likely to be traded. There's also the injury risk and just the fact that the Pacers are doing so bad, like there's that shutdown risk as well with a guy like Karis Levert. So the downside for me is like, significant like it could be it could be 
you know, shut down risk or traded to a team. And when he's traded to a team where there's a lot more offensive options, um, he's someone who relies a lot on usage to get his fantasy value. He's not someone who gives you huge block steals and, and good percentages. So um, he's definitely reliant on being like a featured guy on the offense. Um, yes, if he's there and they trade a Sabonis and a Turner and he's the number one guy and he's putting up numbers like he is right now, um, that's good. But in saying that, he's still got those issues with his efficiency. He's still got those issues of steals and blocks not ever really being there. So maybe he goes from like a top 80 guy to maybe a top 60 guy at best case scenario. Worst case scenario, he's shut down or he's traded and he's not really someone that you can have on your roster. So I'm just kind of like hedging my bets a little bit there and seeing if I can if I can get someone who's a top 80 value, top 90 value, I think I would pull the trigger. Um, that's just the way I'm seeing it at the moment. But like you said, there is some upside. It's not it's not all hopeless for him. Um, let's move on to to your next guy. Who's who's your? I think this is your last sell high. Who have you got? Um, so my last guy is Sadiq Bay. Um, I put on the list yep. list uh, over the past month or so. He has actually been pretty good. Yeah, uh, there's a bit of time I think where Cade was out, um, and he was balling really well um, over the past month. He has been the 72nd ranked player. Yeah. Preseason ranked at about 107. That's, I think, where most people were taking him. Um, good three-pointers, good points. Um, outside of that, I mean, the three-throw percentage is pretty good, but turnovers can be okay. He doesn't really offer a whole Limited lot more. Limited attempts, yeah. Um, he, he does fit, like, you know, I, I've got, like, a punt assist build. It would fit well. He could fit the punt steal blocks, um, punt field goal. So there's a lot of builds out there you could fit pretty well for. Um, I just think right now with K coming back with usage kind of going up. Um, there is a world where you could make an offer um, and, and he could be taken. He's, he's just not a great fantasy player. If, if we're being honest, like he's a kind of guy that's like points and threes and maybe some okay rebounds, but, but yeah, like the, the turnovers help, I guess, if you're interested in that category, I guess, I, I think he's someone who's obviously going to like tank your field goal percentage. He's actually shooting, he's up in terms of field goal percentage over the last month at 41%, uh, which is saying something on the season. He's uh, well below 40%, shooting 38% on the season. So obviously if you care about that, that's a huge drain on your on your percentages category there. Uh, I just, there's, there's like you, like you said, he's, He's just someone who he's not going to get better than this. This is as good as he's going to play. Uh, and there's only downside really from here. Yeah, they could trade Jeremy Grant, um, but he's currently not playing for them right now. So this is basically as good as uh, Sadiq Bay is going to get. And if they trade Jeremy Grant and they get something back in return, it's only going to hurt his value because he's so tied to getting shots up, hitting threes. Uh, and I just, yeah, I just don't really see much upside from here. So if you can get something solid, I, I would I would take it. So I do definitely agree with your pick here of Sadiq Bay as a sell high. Um, just uh, a, Last yeah. one. I think it's back to you, Mitchie. Back, back to me. Uh, I've got another, like I said, another Pacers player. This one here is probably a little bit more obvious, um, but I'm talking about Justin Holiday Again, trying to piggyback off what they're doing right now with everything that's going on with injuries and what's happening there. <laughs> Excuse me there, um, guys. Um, uh, I, I've always thought he's um, probably more of a waiver wire ad specialist, can get you a steal, yeah. kind of half a block, get you the threes. Um, the preseason rank was 201. Yeah. Season rank is in about 170th. Um, I, w- I will say, yeah, look, the past month he's jumped up to 99. Uh, but that's what you get with these waiver wire guys. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's going he's gonna to ebb and flow as the season goes on. Past month, 99th. Past two weeks, he's... Uh, 
50th ranked player, top 50. That's coming off the back of, um, you know, lots of usage with a lot of their key guys down. Low turnovers, obviously, is one of those things that boost up a player's value. Um, lots of threes, but... Again, it's something that you can definitely stream on the waiver wire. So if you can get someone who's inside the top 75, inside the top 100 even, uh, I would definitely be pulling the trigger because I, I think in a couple of weeks you could be you could be basically dropping uh, Justin Holiday because you know they're, they're off him, they're in full tank mode, they're going to be playing their younger guys or they get something back in a trade and he's no longer featured on the, uh, on the offense. So uh, it wouldn't take much for me to move Justin Holiday uh, as a bit of a sell high. Would you agree? What what sort of level are you cutting off uh, Justin Holiday in terms of a trade? Um, I think over the course of like the whole season, um, he's probably maybe in the nineties because just because he is, um, you know, good in turnovers, he gets the counting stats and kind of steals blocks threes. Um, so I, I'd be looking around that ninety um, spectrum or maybe the eighties uh, to try and get a bit of a win there. Yeah, I, I would say so. I'd probably even be happy top one hundred and just call it a day because of the uncertainty with that uh, Pacers roster. So. That will do it for today, guys. Let us know if you have any questions. If you're worried about any of your players, if you're worried if they're a sell high or a buy low or whatever the case may be. Uh, next podcast, we will be talking our all-star teams, uh, both starters and bench. So make sure you tune in for that. Um, sometimes we like to talk about real NBA as well. So make sure you check that out. Uh, let us know your opinions. Make sure you're subscribed to us over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on the YouTube channel. Um, and follow us on the social medias. And we will see you guys next time. Laters.